Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Rant, Raven, Read with me. My name is Tessa, and I'll be your host, and this week's book is After the Night by Linda Howard. Okay, so this book is a small town, unrequited love, enemies to lovers, mystery, thriller, crime book. Sure, it has a little bit of all that in there. Um, I read this for the first time, like, years ago years obviously if I have a paperback but any version of it but anyways I really liked it I still like it um our hero's name is Gray and our heroine's name is Faith um there is an age difference obviously Gray comes from a very wealthy family in their small town and Faith comes from what they would call trailer trash her mom is known as the um I guess I'll go, go ahead and do a trigger warning for swearing right now. She's, her mom's known as the town whore, and she's actually having an affair with um, Gray's dad, Guy, okay? And her and Faith's mom's name is Renee, okay? So everybody knows this. Um, he He's not, like, Renee's not the only one that Guy's cheating with and stuff, but it's embarrassing for the hero's mom, right? Okay. So um, Faith is always had a crush on uh gray like forever she used to follow him um because he owns these woods that have a pond and all this like little shack and all this kind of stuff and it's his property and he she used to go through the woods cut through the woods home and stuff but she would also go to spy on him and stuff so she's seen him like getting busy with his girlfriend in high school and stuff and there's like oh god i want to say it's like four years maybe five years age difference but anyways so um, Grace never really paid their family much attention, I guess. Uh, she has, a, uh, Faith has an older sister, Jody, and then she has some older brothers. Um, and then she has a younger brother who is, uh, mentally, mentally disabled. And, um, she pretty much takes care of the younger one, um, all the time. So fast forward a, a couple years and, um, so Faith is 14. I guess it probably isn't even fast forwarding. Well, whatever. Anyways, um, guy goes missing and so does Renee. She just doesn't, she just doesn't come home. And like Faith's dad gets all worked up and says she's going to come back and everything. But everybody else says that they ran off together because they're both missing. And, you know, Faith doesn't believe it, thinks that he's going to come back, right? Well... They end up getting a letter, uh, Greg gets a letter in the mail, it's like a letter of proxy saying that, like, everything that Guy owns in his business and everything goes to Gray and stuff in the family, so that, essentially saying he's not coming back, but there's no, it's typed and it just has a signature, but it doesn't say anything else. Not like, I'm sorry, or what's going on. So, he decides he's gonna kick, because his dad owns that property, or like, pays rent on that property, so he decides that he's gonna kick Faith and her family out. So in the middle of the night, they come in, they take him out, like, they kick him out, say they have, like, to go now. Um, Faith's dad, like, hits her and stuff because she's trying to, like, pick the stuff up. And she has, like, the little, like, her little brother following her around, freaking out because, like I said, she's his um, comfort safe zone, you know. And uh, uh, Gray tells him, her, you're trapped. So, um... Anyway, so that they, that happens. Um, one of Faith's brothers tries to keep them out of foster care, but it doesn't work. He just takes off. And so then Faith ends up finding this nice older couple. And she says, like, she convinces them to let him her take 
her little brother with him and she promises that she'll do all the care and they won't have to do anything because I mean, she wasn't doing that. And he, his prognosis isn't good anyway, so he was going to die young and he ends up dying while they're in foster care and stuff. But at least, she said at least like the last couple years of his life were good. So um, Faith goes to college because I mean like she's always had this mentality that she wanted to be more than what her family was. She never wanted to... She wanted to prove that their last name is Devlin, that they could, um, that they're not all trash and that they're, you know, that they're good people and stuff, you know, and it doesn't matter where you come from. It matters what you do and where you go. And so she goes to college. Um, she gets a business degree and stuff. She ends up meeting, um, Kyle, which is her, um, I guess college sweetheart. They end up getting married, but... Um, he develops a drinking problem, and so they're not very, very long before he get, goes out to party, and he drives home drunk, and he crashes and dies. It was, like, a one-person car accident that happens, and so then, um, now Faith is widowed, and she had a small check from his life insurance policy, and then he, uh, and then she went back to school, got her, like, business license or something, and then she ends up owning, working at, like, a tourist-type agency type thing so she ends up owning her own agency i'm not sure if it's like oh man you guys i just read this and i can't remember if it's a travel agency or if it's hotels but she makes good money and it's her money and it yeah that plays a part so she decides she wants to find out what really happened because she found out that her mom is not with guy and so she wants to know what really happened that night so she goes back to her hometown and I mean, it is her hometown, so she kind of wanted to go back because of that, but she also went because she wanted to find out what really happened. So she goes back, and she is not welcomed with open arms, obviously. Like, um, Guy, or sorry, not Guy, Gray is trying to get her to leave town. Um, she can't, she has to drive out of town like an hour and a half to go get groceries because they won't sell her goods because of who she is. And because uh, Gray has said not to. So he's making it like entirely impossible for her to live there. But she's not going to back down. Like she already bought her own place outside of town a little bit. But another thing that Gray's having a problem with is that he's immensely attracted to her. Like he wants her bad. And he, that is playing on his mind. Because his mom is... I don't even... Well, she he ends up telling at the end that she's just a very incredibly self-centered person but his sister he's more worried about because his sister um the night that he you find out the night that he kicked like the faith and all those people like out of the house her family out of the house is the night that her he just got back from the hospital because his sister monica had um tried to slit like tried to kill herself she slid her wrist because the dad of her dad running away because they both were way closer to their dad than they ever were to their mom because their mom is just not a loving type person so, anyway, so this becomes, like, a little cat and mouse type game. Um, Gray, like, propositions her and says pretty much that, like, he would, he, she, he wants her to be his mistress. And, like, she's for sale. And he thinks that, you know, she, she married somebody and took their money and that's why she has money. So, he hasn't really looked into her and all that kind of stuff. And so she's obviously offended. She's like, who the hell do you think you are trying to, like, buy me? Like, you can't buy me. Like, no, you know? So it kind of goes back and forth. Um, this whole time, and then, like, uh, Faith is investigating their, like, guys' disappearance. She wants to know what happens. Like, her mom is, tell, says that he got shot the night he left, like, that she left. And that she left because she was scared that she he was going to, the guy that killed him, 
Booth's going to kill her. And so she hires a private investigator to try to find out what's going on. And then he ups and disappears too. So during this time, um, Faith's getting like threatening messages left on her car, like dead cats put on her, like uh, left on her doorstep in her mailbox, all these things because, and she isn't sure who's doing it, but it's like, you know, you better stop looking, you better leave town, all these kinds of things. And, but she's just not giving up. So um, their first like sexual encounter happens out at that same pond lake place that I just told you guys about where she would she would go through the woods but to um spy well that's well I guess she was spying on him but she actually went through the woods like to cut home and stuff anyways so they're out there and she was out there once before like searching around but she won't tell Gray why she's doing it and uh he had told her the last time they got out there that if she, he caught her on his property snooping around that she would get the fucking that she was asking for so he goes he catches her they end up having sex up there it was like pretty rough because i guess uh, it alludes to gray being very big so it was not a pleasant experience at first and then he realized she wasn't into it and then he made it pleasant for her but then of course he had to ruin it by saying if renee was as good as a fuck as you i can see why my dad couldn't stay away Yes, yes, he said that. So then, of course, she's automatically super upset and she's like, feels disgusted and everything and shamed that she even slept with him. So, anyway, so she feels, she's filled with shame. She's upset with herself for sleeping with him. She feels disgusted and like he, he treated her like a whore and everything. Um, it's dual point of view. So, right away, you get like Gray's inner monologue where he's literally thinks to himself that if he could reach around and kick his own ass he would because he of all the cruel most heartless things to say to somebody and he likes her like he's drawn to her so who knows why the hell he said that and so faith goes back to pretty much like trying to ignore him and keeps on leaving like all these voicemails for her and they're pretty funny because they go from uh you know like sweet like hey baby call me i just want to you know i just want to talk blah 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 to like we didn't use protection you need to call me like, he's trying all the angles, trying to get her to, like, talk to him and stuff. And she doesn't want anything to do with him. So she ends up going to the courthouse. And I think it's, like, to pay a ticket. I could totally be wrong, you know. But she's going there, right? And she runs into... Gray's there for whatever reason. And they end up having sex in the bathroom. And it was, like, funny, but not... Like, it was funny, but not funny, I guess. Because, so, he goes in there. And then, like, they're in, like... A public restroom is like in the middle of having sex this old woman's trying to get in and stuff and he has like his arm on the door to keep it shut and then at the very end uh faith bails and goes into the bathroom and he gets like yelled at by this old woman and like called a purr so it's pretty funny so anyways she takes off like uh gray thinks that she, he'll meet her out front and <laughs> she takes off home because she doesn't want anything to do with him shows up at the house they end up having, like, a sex marathon, and they end up talking and stuff. Uh, they, you know, they talk about that night. She talks about how she wondered if her younger brother was actually guys. And then Gray has this, like, immense guilt thinking he threw out his own, like, half-brother. And, you know, Faith tells him, for what it's worth, I think it was probably uh, my dad's. And, um... Then he tells her about how, like, why he did what he did and how he showed up there right after his sister tried to kill herself and stuff. 
and um Greg calls home, like, you know, after they have all these, like, heart-to-hearts and they're talking about stuff. Greg calls home and, uh, tells his sister Monica that he's not going to be home. And Monica's all upset. And this is when you kind of find out that Monica's the one that's been leaving the notes, the dead cat, the threatening things. And he, she grabs a gun and says, I'm going to, uh, get rid of this woman, this whore this time or something, right? So she's going to go to Faith's house. And, like, a side plot going on right now is, like, Monica is... So I guess there's more than, there's, there's like three point of views, I guess, Any, or maybe four, but anyways, it, Monica, um, Alex is Gray's dad's best friend and business partner, and he's always been around, and he's like obsessed and in love with Gray's mom, Noelle, okay, no, it's nothing to do with him, never showed him any affection, nothing, no, no green light, no go, no nothing, okay, well, Monica looks a lot like Noelle, and so Alex has been sleeping with Monica but pretending that she's Noelle but Noelle's actually engaged to the town sheriff and they're together so technically she's cheating on him I don't really like I'm surprised that he let that go but whatever so she's been sleeping with Alex yeah anyway so she goes to the house and she notices the house is on fire okay so Faith wakes up wakes Gray up they get out of the house freaking out they run out there Alex is there so at this point Faith is pretty like Faith sorry I'm gonna rewind a little bit Faith and Gray talk about how what Faith's really doing, how she's investigating the disappearance of her dad and that of his dad, and that she thinks that he was murdered, and that she hired a private investigator and he went missing, and that she thinks he should have the lake pond area dragged. And so Gray breaks down because he realized that he's been hating his dad, thinking that he's abandoned him, and this whole time he's been dead, right? So, anyways. We're going back to, they get out of there and they realize Alex is there and he has a gun, okay? And he's like, oh my god, great, I didn't know you were there. And he's like freaking out. And that's when Faith pretty much goads him into confessing that he killed Guy. And he killed Guy because he said that Noel couldn't handle the humiliation of if he would divorce her. And he was going to divorce her and he couldn't talk any sense to him and he shot him. And then he hit the body. And then he threatened Renee. Okay, so this whole time, like, Faith in her mind is thinking that why would guy like guy wouldn't leave his family and everything for Renee so it doesn't make any sense okay so just remember that so he confesses that he killed him all this stuff Monica overhears shoots him pretty much says like you've been I've been letting you screw me and pretend that I'm mama for years and you killed my dad and shot him then so yeah so they're all getting treated for smoke inhalation all this kind of stuff all this all these things come to light Monica confesses that she's the one in charge of like the letters and the threats and the cat, dead cat and all that kind of stuff and like faith doesn't tell her it's okay because it's not okay i don't really care what you say it's just not okay so anyways um they end up dragging they go home uh kind of tell his mom what's going on and that he he straight up says i'm marrying faith okay his mom has conniption fit um he pretty much tells her if you you can't you don't have a choice you have to accept this if you don't accept this you can leave and if you say one thing to my to my wife to make her feel uncomfortable or bad about herself then you I will never speak to you again essentially is what she says Monica surprisingly like stands up for Grace's choice and says that she's marrying the town sheriff and like thinking to myself I can't believe he's still gonna marry you but you know you hey what no what do I know anyway so um 
and then she tells her mom that she should probably move back to New Orleans because she's happier there. So, they're really busy. You know, Gray keeps in touch and stuff a little bit, but, you know, he tells her they're going to be really busy. They found the fiber investigator's car because there's only, like, three places over at that lake that's deep enough to hide a car. So, they found the private investigator with his body in the car, and then they found Guy's, like, convertible or whatever car, and he was in the backseat. So, they find the body and everything. Um, and then at his funeral, Faith goes, and she's in the back, and she sees... Her name's Yolanda, and she's the mayor's wife, okay? And she sees her, like, completely heartbroken, and that's when, like, Faith puts all the, like, connections together. Because Guy, when I said Guy has affairs, like, plural. He is a cheater. Like, it's not just one affair. So he wasn't leaving Noel for Renee. He was leaving Noel for Yolanda, who, and was going to marry her, which was the mayor's wife. Like, they had this whole plan. You don't really find out much about that plan, except that that was going to happen. And then that's like the missing piece of the puzzle that he had fallen in love with the mayor's wife and he hadn't told anybody because he didn't want her reputation to be ruined. And so, yeah, I mean, how like this is off the subject, but I, I, I wonder during this like reread, how much could he really love her if he was also cheating with Renee? Right. I'm just going to throw that out there. I just curious. Anyways, um, Faith ends up leaving town, not just for business things. She's not actually leaving, leaving, even though her house is ruined and she's staying in a motel room. And Greg freaks out and like hunts her down and stuff. And he pretty much confesses that he loves her. And she's like, I wouldn't leave town without, you know, telling you and stuff. She thought it was kind of funny, but she like, he confesses that he loves her and that he wants to marry her. And she's like shocked and so he thinks that means that she's going to reject him. So then he yells really loudly in the cafe. You have to marry me for the baby's sake. That baby needs a daddy. And she's, so then she gets pissed. And she's like, you asshole. And uh, they end up. And he goes, you know, I love you. Blah, blah. And she's like, you know. So she ends up telling him yes. And that's the end. Happily ever after. So I really like this book a lot. Um, it's a good book. I mean, I would still give it five stars. It's definitely a different take on like a romance novel which is what it is but yeah um but yeah I really liked it um I that's about all I got you guys I mean I that's after the night by Linda Howard um it was it was a good read it was one that I'll probably re read again in the future and I would recommend it uh, next week's book is actually going to be, okay, so it's going to be Breaking Her by Jordan Marie, but I'm going to do part of Betraying Her by Jordan Marie, which is the pre the prequel to that book, because in my opinion, I would say you need to read both of them, but they're technically standalones, except that uh, Betraying Her is, um, doesn't end on a happily ever after, obviously, but it's the stuff that happens before, but I don't feel like I could properly give a review for that book without telling you what happens in that and in like before in the prequel and but I don't want you guys to be like Tessa that doesn't happen in the book what the hell are you talking about so I'm just giving you a heads up then that's what's gonna be next week is um Breaking Her by jo Jordan Marie um as always you know uh, feel free to reach out via email or on my Facebook page with any opinions recs or thoughts and until next time I will see you later